Welcome to the Culture Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Walker, along with my co-host and brother, Ernest Childs. We're here to talk about the same old stuff we chop it up about every other day. To be real, we talk about anything, but the aim of this podcast is to have an open discussion about everything. It'll be spiritually based, but in real talk, so you won't have to worry about us sugarcoating the topics. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy recording it. And if you don't, well, it's probably somebody somewhere who think you're all right. Enjoy the show. This is what it sound like when we roll and our eyes still open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they got they say they gang. Tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll and our eyes still open. All these people, all these drugs that Get get your pennies right, you know, going to, from country to country and even from the states. I know that's the kind of a grip to find a place over here. But you just got to be open of like you you have to have an open enough schedule and just like you have to plan ahead of time. And if you're going to come over here, don't come over here for like a week. Like because once you're over here, that's when everything gets cheap. You know, you could be in the UK for three or four days, fly over mm-hmm. to Spain for a couple of days, fly off to the island of Spain for a couple of days, then Greece, go to mainland Greece, go see, or really you could just do like a boat tour to go over to Athens, go see the Pantheon, and then mm-hmm. you can go to France, right? At, like it, like I know all the layouts of having to like go around, do your, do your thing, but as long as your penny straight and you got, you prioritize it, man, it's easy getting over here and living your best yeah. life. Facts. Yeah, most of time I go places over there, it's like three, maybe four days tops at a time. And then you, you pick it up and you're going. Yeah. Getting something else up. Do you do it for work or do you just, or do you try to do it for leisure? No, it's all leisure. Yeah. Yeah, most, most of my work travels took me to uh, out in the uh, Pacific. So, like, uh, like most Guam. of them Asian Yeah, Guam. Thailand. Uh, well, yeah, I went to Thailand on personal travel, um, okay. Sh- Sri Lanka, Vietnam, Indonesia, uh, that was all, that Did was you, all uh, hit that TDY? Cause I know a bunch of people was like a lot of CE was going to Australia. I didn't go to Australia. Um, uh, so we had the pack angel missions, the Pacific angels. Um, so cause we do a lot of humanitarian missions out there. Yeah. So I mean, you can really end up like kind of anywhere out there um i know the air crews was going to australia a lot just because of the uh the australian um air force yeah we got a good partnership with them but uh, word word i feel that man out here with travels but uh we got the recording up this is a special episode of the culture bros i I had to reach out to him, man. Like, I've been wanting to ask this dude a question for a minute. My brother known him for a hot minute since, like, 2014, back in Alaska, mm-hmm. first duty station. Ball, mm-hmm. he elbowed me a couple of times playing ball because, you know, he like he like <laughs> going to the hole with his knee up, too. So, he yeah, wanted him aggressive. <laughs> man, it's, it's my bro, uh, Brian Wallace, man. How, how's it yeah. going, bro? What's, what it do, man, man? It's a pleasure, pleasure to be on, man. I'm good, man. It's, it's Saturday. Yeah. I'm just relaxing, man. Relaxing. Just chilling, man. 
just chilling, man. We, yeah, when you put in the miles at work, that's all you want to do is <laughs> on your days off, man. <laughs> yeah, don't want to do none. Don't want to pick up. Don't want to pick up none. Don't want to put them shoes on. Don't want to leave. Yeah, now I'm going to have to leave, though. It's, it's too bright out here, man. I live on the water now, man. So I like to ride out. That beach life? Yeah, man. Dang, the the water ain't clean, but, you know, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, balling on a budget, I feel it. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? They tell you don't get in the water. It's like uh, fleshy bacteria or whatever. So it look good from a distance. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But uh, give the people a background of you, bro. What's Like, I know you went to Radford, been in the yeah, Air Force for how many? Tell me about Radford, bro. Yeah, man. So I, I, I start off with this, man, because uh, it's synonymous to how I grew up. So I always tell people I'm just a country boy from Tappahannock, like Chris Brown said, <laughs> and uh, Kiss Kiss. Um, yeah, man, so I graduated high school uh, uh, with a track scholarship. That's when I went off to Radford University, uh, loca- located in Radford, Virginia, uh, mid-major D1 college. Uh, had some mild success there uh, after my four years. Uh, got a degree, and I was like, it's time to move on. So, uh, what was your degree in? So I got my undergrad in uh, business administration, uh, concentration management. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I went off, did the civilian thing for a while, worked at Verizon, uh, corporate corporate side, and uh, figured I wanted to do more of my life, go to school, get a second degree, travel, and make money uh, yeah. doing both. Uh, so that's that's where I took my talents next to the, to the uh, Air Force, man. And I've been rocking, rocking with the Air Force since 2014. Word, yeah. word. So how was the four years at Radford? Because, like, a lot of Air Force community, net, like, we only spent, like, a real short time at a college, mm-hmm. a D1 college, like, a major university. Like, you got to give me a little background on that, man, because all I hear about is rumors, you know, crazy parties, frat boys up, frat, you know, frat girls, you know, the sisters yeah, running man. around looking good, like, get into it, bro. Yeah, so, so man, it's almost, it's almost like the military, to be honest with you, you know, the military – you got 18, 21-year-olds living, like, in the dorms, uh, people away from their parents. You kind of, I mean, you're living life. You're figuring out life at a young age. And so yeah. uh, you know how it is in the barracks, the dorms. You know, we had parties going on, people sneaking in drinks. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it just don't matter So uh, at that age. And so college is the same way. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my four years in college when it was time for me to graduate. Uh, I left everything there, and I was, did not look back. Uh, to this day, I'm just like, I'm I'm good. I don't I don't need to go back. Uh, like some of my peers, they still living in that that uh, heyday. But but yeah, man. So like when I when I was in school, man, uh, uh, I was just fortunate. I think my outgoing personalities uh, hooked me up with some of the right people. I mean, being an athlete, yeah. uh, being a black athlete at a predominantly white institute. Shout out to the PWIs, the people that don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> um, I helped being being six four with dreads and uh, and non athletic gear. Uh, you stood out in class. You stood out walking to class. Uh, then just my outgoing personality. I met some uh, party promoters. Yeah. Uh, I I never liked promoting parties as like the pusher man. So uh, they upgraded me to uh, MC. So I hosted a lot of parties. So I was always in the DJ booth. Okay. Always shot. So you was the voice. Yeah, man. I was I was the voice behind the music, man. Uh, and and it actually became the front man for a lot of their videos, a lot of their um, their posters. Um, and, and so that's what got me a lot of hype in school. So not only just at my school, but 
uh, at Virginia Tech University as well, which was just located like 15 minutes down the street, which is a major Division One school in uh, in the ACC. Um, and so, uh, yeah, man, I, I got really popular at both that school, my school, and so man, life was good, man. Uh, I won't say I was treated like a king, but you know, uh, I, I was on the royal court. It felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Like you had a you had like a a promote a promotion name like B Wallace like what was it? Nah, so uh, so it's interesting. So uh, shout out to my brother, man. He's 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 an artist at heart, um, and so I, I looked up to him um, growing up, and so he actually got me into uh, designing T-shirts, and so one of one of my I, I was trying to be fancy back then. I, I uh, created a line. Uh, called me, which was like a very abstract line. Yeah. And so to be abstract with the name, I just turned the E backwards. Uh, but, you know, typing on a keyboard, you can't turn the E backwards, so I had to keep putting three. And so I will always tag it in my, like, Facebook post uh, to put my uh, advertisement out, uh, self-advertisement. And so a lot of people got it confused, so they, they just kept calling me N3, N3, yeah. N3. And so, like, even to this day, if I if I hang around some old college peers, to this day, they will call me M3. They will not call me Brian. They won't call me B. They won't call me B. Well, they'll call me M3. Uh, so that just became my stage name out there. It was M3. Okay, okay, okay. And that's yeah. crazy, man. I would, I mean, because I plan on getting out of uh, active duty in October, and I'm going to go to college and finish out my bachelor's degree in um civil engineering i don't know if i want to do it in like architecture if i want to do structural uh right. even said structural is like the down and dirty like you're gonna be making your money like off rip mm -hmm. but it caps off quick and mm -hmm. it's just uncreative but i could i think i could kind of like get with that i'll see how it is honestly when i get into the mud of it because i i haven't right. been into it but right now, like, most of the military is like that. Like, it's a very structured, like, this is how you mm -hmm. do this kind of place. Like, there's not that much room for creativity in the military. Like, right. maybe in some volunteer stuff, but, like, you know, the body of the Air Force, at least, like, there really ain't mm -hmm. much creativity when you go to work. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fantastic plan, man. I, I always encourage people. Uh, I have some troops of mine that's, that's, uh, they thought about crossing over to the O side, officer side, and yeah, and just figured it was just like, yeah, man, uh, let me just go ahead, get out, finish that degree, and see what life is about. Uh, I thought about getting out uh, if I didn't become an officer, and uh, everybody was like, why, why you want to get out? I was like, I mean, if you play your cards right, man, you, you get some free education, you get a security uh, clearance, you get some money, <laughs> like you, you left greater than what you came in, and you can be a force in the civilian market. And to your That's, point, man, you can you can live your life your way. You can be slightly slightly more creative. Um, mm -hmm. you could be around, be around people that you like, um, more, um, yeah. you got control over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the so freedom I'm, to be able to like, okay, I ain't really messing with this job center. Like, let me see if I can go somewhere else. Right. Right. Yeah. You ain't got to wait on no contract. So yeah. Yeah. That's a big yeah. fact. But speaking of going from O to E, man, you, you made that big jump all while active duty. Like I remember us talking about it at the court a couple of times and, Mm -hmm. you just like you know edging up closer and closer and then like you talking about like you know just getting the degree and applying for it ain't it like it's mm -hmm. still more steps so talk about that because a lot of people want to in the air force like at least think about it at one point in their career and mm -hmm. rare do we rarely do we ever meet somebody that actually does it that's 
still in our age group, right? Right. Uh, so it was definitely a process. Uh, so the biggest question I got uh, before I answer a question, biggest question I got uh, when I joined and once people started finding out I had a bachelor's degree and blah, 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 blah uh, it's like, why do you ain't go active duty straight out the gate? Uh, so I'll touch on that now. So uh, the main reason why I didn't was because when I, gradu I graduated um, college with a 249 GPA. Uh, so that's not really stellar, right? It's, I mean, it's really kind of basic. Uh, you lived your good life. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was balancing uh, social life, the student life, and athletic life. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's, it's college at that level, especially as an athlete, man. It was just, it was just crazy. I wasn't focused enough. I, I was still underneath the impression in life of uh, uh, just get by by any means necessary, not really excelling. Right. Um, and so, uh, and so when I when I got to the um, started dressing the whole military thing because my god brother was in the air force at the time had that for a few years mm -hmm. and i was like man it's about that time again i wanted to go back to school make money and travel um and be able to go out three so anyway uh so i had graduated with a 2.4 uh, uh gpa from from college i didn't even know how i was even going to like the military um so i was just like why why even try to go uh, the officer route straight up when i know i can cross over so my my, my goal when I came in and listed it was, and hey, we're gonna shoot, we're gonna shoot for this officer uh, status. Yeah. Uh, and the more and more I started hanging out with leaders, like officers, uh, that I had more education in, uh, especially when I when I applied for my master's degree and, and finished that, uh, I was just like, yeah, Dang, so you switched over with a master's? Oh uh, yeah, 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 man. That so, is <laughs> like that is like AI crossing Kobe back in the day. So that is. <laughs> The craziest cross. We are, we worried about a bachelor's. You're like, yeah, I started. I crossed over with a master's. Like, yeah, God yeah. damn. So like, that's that's what I said, man. I was I was I was focusing like, and that's why I, I gave the, the 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 prologue to to um before I answer your questions because once I got to the military, it was I, I knew I had a path right. Uh, I, in my mind, like I I knew what what I was going for. So yeah. instead of I want to say really filling myself through life. It was I was focused. I had a purpose, and, and I I wanted it to excel, and so that that was one of the means I had to excel in. And so when I when I joined in what January 2014, uh, graduated March from basic, went to tech school. My tech school was five months. Got out in August. Uh, that's when I got to uh, Alaska in August, and met up with you. Yeah, uh, I had ten volumes for my CDCs on career development course, and I finished those. It was supposed to take us ten months. That's what they told us, you know, a month per volume. I finished mine in three and a half months. Yeah, um, that's good. So that January, basically January of what 2015, is when I was free from like all this all the school, and, and and that February, I applied for my master's program, got accepted, um, started my first class that July. And then uh, I ended up graduating uh, exactly two years. So June of 2017, I graduated with my master's of science in human resource management. God, damn, finish uh, your master's. Yeah, man. Two. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, Active it was duty. God damn. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a struggle, man. I was, I was, I was a full-time grad student. So uh, I went through Capella University, and uh, with Capella, they have it by, by course. So my classes was 10 weeks off, three weeks, 10 weeks. And so uh, each class was four credits. And in, in the calendar year 20, 2016, so from January to December, I took a total of eight uh, master classes. So I, I, I was dual, dual role. So each quarter I was taking eight credits per, 
per quarter. So each semester, that was 16 credits each semester uh, that I was taking. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. So, man. Yeah, man. That's why y'all barely saw me when I was in Alaska. <laughs> he was like, yo, let's go out. Let's do this. I'm like, hey, I got a 10-page paper. Hey, I got a 15-page paper. Hey, I got a three-page paper. Uh, or, hey, this is my capstone. I got a 25-page paper. Yo. Like, I, <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> God, man, I got to, bro, I got to get in, bro, that's why I had to get you, I had to get you on this podcast, like, like, I got a real, like, work hard, like, get shit done mindset myself, like, like, you know, you saying with your CDCs, you, they gave you 10 months, you finished them in three, like, I had that same mentality with mine, mostly because I wanted to go home for Christmas, because I, yeah. I got to Alaska in September, nah, when did I get there? I finished tech school in July. So I got there in about probably the same time as you. So mm -hmm. I got there. No, I wanted to go home for Thanksgiving. And for the first few months, they wanted me to QC, you know, get my job knowledge on me. Like first simple yeah. QC, I was like, okay, whatever. I, they gave me my CDCs. I was like, what do I got to do to go home? Because that was like when the Air Force was still like rigid with a lot of rules. And it was like, mm -hmm. you ain't going nowhere until you finish your CDCs. <laughs> and I was like, okay, word. Yeah how many volumes ours was just four volumes but like right. ours is so weird because like security forces has and our, our staff testing is just as like crazy and i think they actually either took it out this year they're gonna take it out altogether. is our cdc's encompass every part of our job and that mm -hmm. is wow that's like ce saying like oh y'all got to test for the fire department stuff y'all got to test for the electrician stuff y'all like that's what security uh -oh. forces like we got to we got to know a little bit about Cadam, K9, Raven. Back in the days when we was like the military police and we was the air police, we got to know when like the badge was first thought of when it was implemented. Like a whole oh, lot of stuff. And like it's all yeah. consistent for volumes. But I was just like, what do I got to do to go home by Thanksgiving? Because <laughs> they told me. Go yeah, like I just want to go home. <laughs> like it was my first time. Man. It's been a while since I've been that far away from home. My supervisor was like, you know, uh, we give y'all about, you know, uh, four months, one month per volume. Or actually, we get a year total to, like, finish them. And I was just like, a year, okay, can I work at my own pace? And he kind of looked at me weird because I guess people don't ask that type of stuff. I was like, can I work at my own pace? <laughs> he was like, man, I'll trust you, but if I if I have to start getting on you, I was like, yeah, 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 okay, thank you. I came back in a <laughs> month. I was like, well, I came back in two weeks. I was like, okay, I'm done. What do I got to do? I was like, what? I was like, here's all the practice tests you made me have to do. Grade them. He came back the next day. He was like, yeah, you passed every single one. I was like, cool. Now what? You got to do FOMO practice tests at the squadron and pass those. I was like, so why the fuck did I do? <laughs> okay, whatever. Bro, I stayed after work. I came in all my days off. I didn't give a damn. Like, if the training section was open, I didn't give a damn. Mm -hmm. I walked in. I was like, yo, let me get another practice test. Passed all of them within a week, and it was, I think, President's Day or some holiday before Thanksgiving came, so the Ed office was closed, mm -hmm. so I couldn't get my test date sooner, and mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, security forces works anyway, so I just kept coming to the training office. I was like, hey, just keep giving me the practice test so I can keep the information fresh, so yeah. I just kept doing it, knocking them out, getting about average 90, between 95 and 100. I was just like, cool. When do I take my test? They gave me a date, bro. I finished it 31 days from my supervisor giving me the CDCs because I just wanted 
to go home. Like, yeah, like, bro. Hey, when, when you got something on your heart, bro, you, you be putting it all over, bro, it, man. You be focused. I don't be giving it. I did not care. I was just like, bro, I don't like four months. I was like, you ain't even gonna need that, bro. And everybody, oh, you're so, I was like, bro, I am not smart. I'm just determined. I did. I, yeah. I wanted, and like, just hear you say it honestly it just kind of you know fires me up a little bit more like you know you're doing your master's classes like like full-time master's classes finished it in two years because when i get out like <laughs> fuck a summer break bro like hey keep them classes running like yeah if they stop you know if the ta stops okay cool post 9-11 gi like keep it coming like as right, fast right. as I can get this done, because, like, and I'm focused, because, like, when you left Radford, and you ain't mm -hmm. had nothing to prove, you know, all your party was out, like, you did mm -hmm. things on your own terms, bro, after being in Europe for three years, I don't care, like, I don't care what them yeah. people are doing, yeah, I've, I've done it all, and mo. so, like, you know, I, I'm gonna give you your flowers here, bro, like, that's hard. That is, yeah, you definitely live your best life over there, man. Uh, I'll be looking at your, your post. I'm like, bro, this dude is moving, man. If only I could be over there, I would be with you. <laughs> yeah, man. Because it's hard trying to find travel uh, travel buddies, bro. man. Everybody talking. But when it's time to put the money down man. and move, they like, son. Ah. Oh, well, I don't. Well, oh, just wait till next paycheck. Like, we don't get paid salary. Like, bro, this paycheck and next paycheck don't matter. Like, like, you just understand your <laughs> it's such a dumb yeah. answer like you ain't gonna get yeah. no more no less it just depends on what you spend now so just tell me right now can you afford it or do you want to pay <laughs> bro it's the same same stuff over here we close and it's cheap over here and people still don't want to do nothing yeah i don't know man it's, it's just a mentality like you said if you ain't determined that's just the, the basic construct of life the mantra if you if you don't if you're not focused on what you want to do uh, then you ain't gonna do it. So if you ain't focused on travel, your money will never be right. If you ain't focused on school, you'll never get a degree. Um, if you ain't focused on be being happy, you'll never heal relationships. You'll never find solace in yourself. So um, yeah, man, you just, just gotta be focused in life, man, and be determined. So self accountable too. Self accountable. That's a big word, man. man. It's a huge word. You yeah. drop the ball, like say it, like it, like some people that I invited, like to Morocco, some people had mm -hmm. to fall off, and uh, one girl that fell off, love her, uh, Ario Pay, shout out to her. Um, she was on board all the way through, and then like, and she works at the medical center over at Lake and Heath, and she mm -hmm. just told me like, cause I had paid for the Riyadh we stayed in, and that's like the townhouse. Mm -hmm. That shit was huge, bro. Like I, I can't. I think that might be a different topic for a different podcast. But yo, that spot we had a maid, bro, that made us breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every single mm -hmm. fresh Moroccan food had the whole spread. We had a like a little pool inside the house that had like okay. jet skis. It had little lights in it. Had a terrace on top mm -hmm. of the roof. We had three completely empty rooms with bath, like full suite rooms, like with a bathroom and everything. Mm -hmm. But, like, she ended up having to fall off because at the medical center, she just, I guess they just got short-staffed and told her, like, hey, yo, you got to, you know, cancel those plans. And she mm -hmm. hit me up. She was like, yo, you're going to be mad, but I had to fall off. But she still offered to pay me the money. And, like, just off that, that's all I ever asked for. Like, just be considerate enough to just understand. Like, I just put, like, 900 something down 
on this re-edge yeah. for us to split. And, like, just her showing the intent, like, next time. And she told me, like, next time we go out, it's on me. Like, I'm sorry. And I, I didn't even I didn't even take the money from her. I was like, I just appreciate the gesture. But other people, like, just a small gesture of that doesn't even yeah. click in their brain. Right, right. Yeah. Now, I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. Especially when your money hanging out there in limbo and you about to go on vacation. Like, bro, I can use that for something else, like, on this vacation. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, yeah, yeah man. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a touchy subject, man. That's a touchy subject. It's super. But, <laughs> hey, sometimes God be working in mysterious ways. I showed up in Morocco. I had two people that fell off the trip. So, it mm. went from a $950 trip split five ways to a $950 trip split three ways. And to be real, I didn't even charge the other two people any more, any less, because the other two fell off. So I just, like, body, like, about 500 or 600 for that re-ed. So we pulled up to mm-hmm. Morocco. A uh, personal shuttle came out, picked us up from the airport, got to the spot. And the dude that owns the Airbnb, he called me, and he was just like, hey, uh, the... Uh, housemaid said there was only three of y'all that showed up. I was like, yeah, the other two had to fall off, man. It's all good though. It's it's just three. It was like, okay, hey, tomorrow I'm I'm gonna give you two hundred euros back because if five of y'all ain't staying there, I'm not gonna charge you for five people staying. There. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, bro, that's a blessing. Bro. He gave me two hundred euros back cash the very that morning for breakfast. Like, mm-hmm. housemate came in, dropped it off. I was just like, hey. Like, cause I, I <laughs> like, I, you don't expect stuff like that. Like I'll be really working in mysterious ways. Like, yeah. like that pretty much covered what I lost. And yeah. for the whole time in Morocco, I didn't like, I didn't pay for nothing the whole time in Morocco. Everything was just, it was just set up just cause of that. Damn bro. That's man. That's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. man. God is good, bro. Man, all the time, mm. man. Yeah. You just got to. Get that feeling, you know, don't hold that hate, don't hold that resentment, just understand your moves from there. The people that fell off and didn't offer, I ain't mad at them, like, because everybody I invited, mm-hmm. you know, I love. But it's just like, all right, cool. I'm, from that point, I was like, I'm not putting money down until I get a deposit. Like, I'm starting to act like a bank around here. Like, I need a deposit. Yeah. 50%. <laughs> that's, that's, and you got to get smarter, man. That's all it is. It's like, all right, bro, we will bail you out this time. But don't be making the same mistake twice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Learn and grow, man. <laughs> keep, keep moving forward. Big facts, big facts. I need 50 percent for everybody that hear this podcast. If you ever want me to go anywhere with you, if you ain't got the same energy I got, we'll put money down 50%. 50%. Hey. And I'll put it down for you. But I am not Ooh. doing it. I am not doing it just off of word of mouth. I don't care if you my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad. I don't care. I I need yeah. it, but just for traveling, everything else is, you know, come and go. But if it's like traveling, because that, that's where people get real off and on about stuff. Yeah. 50% needs to be in my pocket. <laughs> that's how my uh, my bro did. Uh, shout out to Gerard Payne, uh, Fly Life Clothing, man. He's he doing his thing. He uh, invited me to his Dirty, dirty 30 out in Thailand. Uh, yeah. Basically, like over Thanksgiving weekend, uh, or Thanksgiving week, shall I say. And, uh, I was I was supposed to go to Jamaica, and that trip had got canceled due to work uh, issues or whatever. Yeah. Um, on the host on uh, hosting. And I got to go. Anyway, he put me in the group chat. He was just like, "Yo, man, we we in there. Like, I like I want you to slide through if you can." I was like, "Bro, I'm in there. Like, just, just let me know the financials." And he was just like, "Uh, bro, that trip was super cheap. 
<laughs> let's say on that side of super cheap because I think the plane ticket cost me like thirteen hundred because it was fairly late when I had to get it. Yeah. Um, but but the lounging for how many days we were there? Now? Let's just say five days or so. We were split between Bangkok and um, Phuket. Yeah. It was four hundred dollars total for, for everything. And yeah, I was like, bro, are you kidding me? He was just like, nah, man, I just know how to work the deals. I said, hey, brother, I ain't mad. And we was in like some some dope spots, bro, like some dope dope spots. Yes. But to your point, man, I ain't make a long uh, when it, when he's getting everybody money. He was just like, hey, I need I need the fifty all the time because we gotta hold this hold this deposit. And I could see like in the group chat, he was like, it was it was getting closer and closer to the day for the for the uh, the final fifty uh fifty uh, percent price. And he was just like. Hey, I can't make it. I can't make it. Like I can't do this. Bro. I looked at it, I was like, hey bro, you can just take all my money. I was like, <laughs> I was like how you want me to send this? He was like, Vimo is cool. I was like, check your Vimo. It's all there. He was just like, bless you, brother. I was like, hey, I ain't tripping. Like I want to go on this trip. Oh, oh my, my god. <laughs> Son, I know that yo, it is I know it, it hits too close to home for me, bro. Like Every, it, every time people always have that energy i want to go i want to go if you really want to go get in to be real even if you give me the 50 percent up front later on you drop off i'll just give you 50 percent back because it's just like thank you for being considerate in the first place yeah. like that's what most people like my finances are straight i could pay for whoever like I, i'll talk a little bit i ain't gonna get too deep into my finances i'll pay yeah. i could pay for anybody to just go, me booking the trip in the first place, I'm like, the yeah. plane tickets is on you. The accommodations okay. is me. Yeah. Because, like, I do all the booking. I find the spots like Dubai, bro. Bro, I swear, like, when I get back to the States, because I want to do Dubai again, you got to come. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the way I set it up was the most perfect, perfect time. Like, the six days I was, honestly, the fifth day, mm -hmm. I was too satisfied, bro. Like it's like I can go home now. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Dubai out. Like dog. Like there was nothing left under the sun. Where I like I left so intact. I was just like, cause every day it was something, and we didn't have to lift much of a finger to do anything. Like if we went on an excursion, yeah. they pulled up to the spot and picked us up, took us everywhere, yeah. did everything. They had all, the whole sketch, bro. Like we we gotta hit a move, bro. Like. Yeah, like hey man, you already know, man. I'm about it, man. Soon, soon as Corona get maintained, <laughs> when I'm in control, you know what I'm saying? I'm out there, bro. I'm, I'm back in the streets, man. Oh, or the skies, whichever. We got to do it. That's that's just something I want all everybody to understand. Like all the people that want to listen, because like to be real, people are gonna hear it. It's gonna be glamorized. Us talking, like I like you talking about Thailand. I need to go to Thailand. Like I've been to over 20 countries like independent countries multiple times really who sh shooting about at like 28 to 30 different places like in total mm -hmm. like people hear that and it sounds unrealistic but like honestly if you just buy it uh, balance your finances hold yourself mm -hmm. accountable for all your budgets like and just have good time frames and then just be comfortable enough to say like i'm cool with you know not spending money here like uh drinking here because i don't drink that much like really do yeah. i buy bottles like like i want all my people to understand like the lifestyle isn't hard to have like your work schedule is going to be your work schedule but there's 365 yeah. days out the year there's 24 hours in a day and i promise you you are not working that much 
Right, right, right. Like everybody gets time off. Even like, and if you have to elevate yourself to a better job to get better time off or have more flexibility, add that yeah. schedule. But it's possible, man. It's possible to live that lifestyle. Just have your finances. And if you're traveling with people, understand people are real aggy about giving money because it's just <laughs> they'll all be. And honestly, where I like my hard set is if you don't give me the money, if when I do make accommodations, they're not going to include you. Like if I like <laughs> like dead ass, like once the time yeah. come around, if five people want to go, two people don't pay. Cool. I got a three bedroom apartment. Oh, where am I going to say? I don't know. Your finances <laughs> haven't changed. You still have the money you had. Yeah. Like, no. You, you, ain't, you ain't going, bro. Yeah, you ain't going. Dang, that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> I could suggest a spot to you, but you ain't staying with me. Yeah. That is not. Yeah, facts. Cannot do it. Facts. That's facts, man. I, I think the biggest biggest uh, lesson, too, and all that is a lot of people, they always want the home run trips. Yeah, like they they want to do the um, overseas and exotic trips. Yeah, I mean, just, just traveling in the states is cool too. Yeah, because uh, people be like, oh, I be flossing it up in New York. I've never been in New York in my life. Yeah, <laughs> never. <laughs> I, I just went to went to Vegas for the first time uh, in what, February or something like that. Right, be, right before like the, the the nation just like shut down or the world shut down. Yeah. Um. And so, like, but I was I was saving those trips for, for like, later on um, when I really didn't want to do, like, those overseas travels because you, you know how it is, man. When you stuck on a plane for 8 to 14 hours at a time, man, it can, it's, it can, it can, it can wear on you. It know kills a part of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think when I went to, when I flew into Bangkok, I think total just getting there, it was, like, 14. It was like twenty nine hours, man. Yeah, of like, twenty. Of like, of, of like travel time. It really uh, was. I mean, from time from here dang. to Atlanta, Atlanta to to Korea, from Korea into into Bangkok. Um, yeah, man, it was it, it was a long time, man. <laughs> it, it took a while. Uh, and that's included like the the layovers and the flights. Yeah. So like I literally like, killed the day in in a, in a bit, you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> just to get there, and then I killed another day in a bit. Coming back. Just to get back. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so I'm like, man, if I mean, if God allow me to see see an older age, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, don't, I can't foresee myself being in the 50s and the 60s trying to take those yeah, <laughs> those yeah. trips. Like, oh no. <laughs> Like nah, bro. Let's let's uh let's hit up Maine instead of Spain. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a more, more convenient trip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but man, you just gotta like you say, ball on a budget, man. You just gotta gotta ball with within your life, man, and take take those baby steps until you figure out what you want and uh, make it happen. So, yeah. if, if all you can do is go to Miami, don't be hey, keep Miami it up. I mean, I ain't yeah, go I crazy. No no shade on it. You know what I'm saying? Shit, we re- Miami has some of the best beaches and best restaurants. Like everybody want to go out to all these different countries, but like once you start going to a lot of them, you realize like the gr- the exactly. grass ain't all that green. Like, yeah. mo- honestly, most of Europe is just a bunch of old shit. Like, there's a bunch of mm-hmm. if you like history, you'll love it. But if you want to go to yeah. like the beaches, all this like the party places are the islands in Europe, or like uh Budapest, um Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Athens, but honestly, I wouldn't even like like Athens is cool. I wouldn't actually stay in Athens. Stay on one of the archipelago islands, 
because that mm-hmm. is where it's at. Because they do boat tours to every other island, so you can get oh, word. you can get a hotel in uh Palma uh Mallorca and take mm-hmm. a boat trip for a day trip over to Ibiza. So you just knocked out two big places at the same time. Like if you like mm-hmm. that's super ch- and like the beaches on Mallorca are chill. The beaches on the be or bees are gonna be crazy, and then you can go to Corfu, stay there for like your place to stay, mm-hmm. then go over to uh, uh, they call it the uh, it's actually called the uh, theory. Uh, dang, what is it? Mm-hmm. So there's a Biza, and then there's dang, I'm blanking on it. The big island full of white houses, like everybody wants to go there, super gla- like glamorous. Oh, Santorini, yeah, Santorini, mm-hmm. yeah, like just do that, like that's a better setup. But like if you want to do the party stuff, but it's all what you want to do and just talk to people yeah. who have traveled because like after you kind of get into it, it's just like living life. Like your parents know more better finances for the most part than you are going to know. So sometimes just talk to people, balance your stuff yeah. man. live live your best life, even if it's just down in Miami, because Miami honestly has some of the best beaches in the world. Like. So I've only been to Miami once, and I literally just went there to go catch a cruise. So I've really never experienced Miami, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I've been to Ibiza, though. So, like, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I just, like you said, it's all about what you want. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But another question I have for you, getting back yeah, a little bit to the to the grandma. How is officer life, bro? Man, so uh, it's, it's definitely a, a difference. Uh, it's a difference in, in how you uh, evaluate your performance. Uh, I had to learn that the hallway. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, because I, I, like when I was doing my officer performance uh, uh, report, yeah, um, I was I was like about to put like some educational stuff on there. And it was like, yeah, bro, they don't care about none of that. <laughs> you ain't you ain't showing you leading. You ain't doing your job. I was like. Uh, well, there. Um, <laughs> I'm just, just a, a baby lieutenant. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I don't really have a lot of. Uh, Cause I, I was at the time I was a, a deputy flight commander, so I was like, I'm, I'm number two in the game. Like I really ain't uh, doing too much. Yeah. Uh, but but they work with me and uh, they 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 got me straight. And so uh, it's it's like and like anything, like man, you just gotta find like what you are, uh, what what they need from you. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, with the with the people need from you, that's the biggest thing, because uh, because as an officer, it's really you really aren't as tactile anymore. Like you don't have like you're not in the trenches. Like coming from enlisted, like I wanted to be in the trenches. Like that's how I led. Um, yeah. By example, right? As an officer, man, it's, it's it's completely different. At least for me and my side. I mean, every 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 officer probably has their own uh, account to their to their own story. But uh, I'm 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 learning how to like pull back. Excuse me, and uh, and just give guidance, uh, give guidance, give direction, uh, interpret interpret laws, interpret uh, AFIs, Air Force instructions, interpret uh, Air Force manuals uh, to make sure that legally we're doing things right. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's very real. Uh, I can't go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much so, um, on my first job uh, here at uh, Keesler uh, Air Force Base. I was working in medical logistics, and so uh, part of that job, uh, I had to take over our drug vault um, because we house all the drugs, mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical drugs, um, just any drugs in general. Like some some people vaults had like cocaine or whatever in it, so like you just never know. Yeah. Um, 
And so I, I literally had to apply for a DEA license to push drugs. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a legal drug pusher, uh, but I just give it to the uh, people, give it to pharmacists. Uh, I mean, I don't distribute any, anywhere else. Um, but if that account get messed up, which I don't, my hands, I don't really like deal with it. My name's just on it, right? Yeah. So I got to make sure that they're doing their job to keep me out of jail because, uh, um, orange is in the new black, or black is the new orange. However, that show was called, uh, or camo is in the new orange. Like I, I <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I, I like myself outside of jail. Uh, so I mean, that's what it just boils down to. Is just, um, just learning how to how to lead, give direction, uh, advice when people need to keep uh, be uh, empathetic um, when, when people are going through things or or, or Facing trouble, uh, how to be fair, be just, and especially as a as a black officer, a minority in the world, uh, when when justice isn't always on your yeah, side. Yeah, that's a super minority. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so you just gotta you gotta you gotta understand what it is to to be in moments where justice don't prevail for you and your kind, uh, and be able to provide justice uh, to those uh, who's asking for it. Uh, within your chain of command, uh, but but life is, is different for me now uh, because I only I was only in that position for like eight months, and yeah. so they pulled me they pulled me out uh, from my from my job, and so now I'm the the group executive. So basically, uh, for those listening, uh, the CEO of the hospital, so like our colonel, our, our basic commander in chief for the hospital, I'm her executive. Uh, so I'm basically like the the CEO uh, executive. So uh, I'm basically like managing her calendar, managing papers that come through, making sure uh, all the paperwork is is to the T, making sure that people ain't trying to get her arrested and put in jail for inaccurate information. I mean, it's a team of us, but uh, I'm, I'm one part of that team to to handle her like daily affairs, and it's also be the liaison between the squadrons and the wing. Uh, so things that need to be routed up to the wing. Uh, I have a good relationship with them, and so it's it's different now, um, and and it's always gonna be different. Uh, cause it's just so many different avenues for officers. So, yeah, that's a crazy. Cause like a lot of this, more of the diplomatic side of stuff. Like enlisted people never see the diplom. Like we're involved in the diplomatic side of like mm-hmm. having to get things done, having to make sure everything is you know all the t- uh, t's across, all the i's are dotted. Like. We never mm-hmm. like I always I've always known like officers can easily get fired and like go to jail oh, and mess and stuff like <laughs> like just in a snap like oh you ain't do that right cool you gonna go somewhere else like like it it ain't at, like for listed people we don't have that threat of our job of just like we're gonna change everything you do if you mess this up mm-hmm. like there ain't really right. too many second chances and like like that's a real interesting look. Uh, something that I more have a question for, cause like getting a commission is like, like it's a very real option for me right now. Luckily, I mm-hmm. left Alaska, came to a base that has great leadership. Shout out to the Alkenberry Security Forces leadership, man. Like, cause the one in Alaska, it was just too much of everything and everywhere. Like we went through four different mm-hmm. schedule changes. I was work. The worst schedule was the four and two twelves. We was working. And that yeah. it had a training day every other week, so it was really a five and like that. That base was it. It, it was just trash for a hot minute, like yeah. for a hot minute, bro. And like for security forces, 
like we we have those like same like legal like if you mess this up you're gonna go to jail like Mm -hmm. for instance like we don't get time we don't get like a break in our day of work even if we're working five days a week at 12 to 14 hour shifts so if we fall asleep at work because like anybody working close to 72 hours in a week your brain isn't shooting the right way like you are physically incapable of being able to focus after a while and that's some security for i think that they're trying their best to fix it but it's really on a unit to unit level of like how does that leadership like mold you and as like a 19 year old like coming into the air force and you telling me i got like we just went from working like 50 or 40 some hours a week to working 72 and they just expecting you like you know, don't fall asleep. You got to be alert. You got to be this. You got to be that. Because if you do this, we could arrest you. We could do this. We're going to charge you with articles for something that most normal people can't do. We're going to give you the same paycheck as everybody else. And mm-hmm. there's really not that much sugar on this shit cake we giving you. Like, <laughs> like because that's what it is. Just, so, and just slice it up and take, take your piece. Yeah, slice take it up, take bite. your piece. Because that's all you got to eat, bro. Like... <laughs> Like, it's hard. Like, I feel for every defender that had, and that's what, like, it breaks. Like, when we work in 72 hours, it is so much that goes into it. I ain't going to go into that. But, mm-hmm. like, if we fall asleep at work, you know, even if we're sleep deprived, they really don't give a damn if we were sleep deprived. They was, oh, well, why didn't you tell anybody? Bro, we're working 72 hours a week. Who the fuck are we going <laughs> to tell? Everybody's working 72. We're yeah. all tired. It just comes down to, like, who notices us first? Like, that's really what, yeah. not, and, the, and the leaders know that. Like, I went through that whole situation in Alaska. I ended up getting an Article 15 for it. But I think my commander understood because he was brand new, just got there, didn't really know who mm-hmm. I was, didn't know who anybody was. He walked into that schedule. And the dude that reported me, like, I ain't got no animosity for him, but he's got to understand because the way I got you know, quote unquote caught was sitting perfectly erect, blasting music. I turned all the air condition, I turned all the heaters off in the bread van just because like if you're cold, it's harder for you to go to sleep in the first place. And it's a last. Right. So I'm trying every last thing I got. I got empty Red Bulls, an empty 32 ounce coffee. Like, and it was like the fourth day of a 12 hour shift. And I think we had a training day like at the beginning. Like yeah. I am trying everything. And I told my commander when I, you know, had to walk in front of him, I was just like, you could check the aircraft tanker cameras and see me walking around doing push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks. Like I did everything I could that day. After a while, when your brain turns off, like when you black out, yeah, it's done. Yeah, yeah it's a done deal. Yeah, it's a done deal. Like when you black out, you black <laughs> out. Like it didn't feel like sleep to me. It felt like a blink. Like I thought I was perfectly awake because my body was still sitting perfectly up. Like I didn't lounge out. I was still sitting in, like, as if I was reading a book. It's just my eyes were closed, and he knocked on the window, and my eyes opened. I was like, oh, here goes this fucking dog and pony show. <laughs> Went through the whole ringer. He told me, he was like, look, you got two options. And I asked him before we even got started. I was like, yo, sir, I understand what place you're in. This report has gotten to your desk, and it's gotten to the eyes of a lot of other people. I understand you have to do something. All I ask for is enough respect for me just to tell me what it is and I'll do it because I'm not a dirtbag. I was like, I didn't try to fall asleep at work. And 
even for the people that do, like, there's a level of, but for my situation, I was like, I didn't try to fall asleep. I blacked out. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't notice. I fell asleep. I was like, you got to do something. He told me, okay, here's what it is. After all the formal stuff was done, he was like, you could take this Article 15. They're going to be put on a UIF and a control roster. He was like, I've seen your records. You're an immaculate dude. He was like, it looks like you're just doing too much. And that was when I, I was doing a whole bunch of college, a whole bunch of, or like, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he was like, I'm putting you on a control roster and a UIF to pause you from doing too much. Because he was like, I think you got too big of a head of steam, which I do think he was right. I was doing a lot as like a 20 year old. Like my EPR was looking better than most NCOs. Mm-hmm. And he had told me, he was like, but you still got to get this article. But the thing about it, he was like, if you do, he was like, for the UIF to go away, you have to be straight for over six months. Do what you've been doing, stay on the right track, and the UIF and control roster will go, like, we'll reevaluate it in six months. And, you know, if you just keep doing what you're doing, I'll take it all away. Six months goes by, and I pretty much stay on the straight and narrow, even though the same dude that reported me almost looked like he was, like, taking shots, which unfortunately is the world. Not everybody has your best interest. But right, I don't right. even think he understood what he was doing. I think he was trying to try his best to be the NCO he thought he should be by making an mm-hmm. example. But the thing yeah. is, is like when you do that, it's really messing with somebody's head because for months sleeping was an issue because I kept having dreams. I was like at work and I fell asleep at work. So I just kept waking up like it was hard for me to sleep. I would still be tired going to work. It was a and eventually I got over it when one of my friends at work told me like, hey, man. You could come to work cold and pissed off and tired, or you can come to work cold and tired. And I was like, you right, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because it's the last one. one. Of those you can, yeah, one of those you can control. Yeah, one of those you can control. You're going to be cold and you're going to be tired, but you ain't got to be. And I, I, I changed my mindset. That helped the – and I gave my faith to God. I was like, look, God knows I didn't intend to do anything bad, so – yeah. You know, I, you know, part of growing is, you know, kind of growing through the, you know, fire, got to got to get forged, like diamonds don't form, you know, just being cool, like they got to be under pressure. So mm-hmm. six months goes by, I have, I just give all the trust to God, do what I do. NCO that's in charge that put me through all that wasn't really putting me up for any duty positions. Like he had the same dude up for the same duty position for like a year. So I never had an opportunity to do anything. I want to do college, but with a UIF, you can't do college. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to apply for the Pell Grant and get money because I just can't get college through the Air Force's means. I could still do college but to a I'm different means. They thought like that. Yeah. So I changed. That's thinking. And, and they they noticed that. Like when I had came back, they was like, because at first they were like, we don't want to take you off the control roster because you haven't done nothing. I was like, I haven't had the opportunity. They was like, okay, we get that. But you, like at first the shirt was like, oh, well, you could still do something at work. And most shirts aren't a part of that unit. And I told him, I was like, sir, in security forces, unless somebody almost dies or you don't save the day, nothing happens. Like we're only there mm-hmm. for when shit goes wrong. Very rarely does like our job entail just something like altruistic. Like it's really not mm-hmm. like we're just there. We're the glue that holds stuff together. And that's right. it. So he was just like, okay, well, what about volunteer stuff? I was like, sir, the most I could do here is volunteer for, like, the hockey game security. I've tried to do other things, but, you know, Sergeant whoever wasn't letting me do stuff. He looked at my soup. He was like, he's right. He's been asking me, and I've been trying, but 
he just puts other people ahead of him. And he was like, wait, how did you do? Like the shirt was like, how did you do college? And I told him, I was like, I applied for the Pell Grant, got this much money. And I did it like at the perfect time between fiscal years. So I started Mm -hmm. one fiscal year right before the next one started. So I spent the first fiscal year's money, had the second fiscal year's money, and I did about four classes. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, okay, so you definitely have a creative brain because we didn't even think about anybody doing that. I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I could apply for more grants to be because a lot of them are lined up that way as long as you pass the class and i make under so much money i'm within the tax bracket they'll just give me the Mm -hmm. money pass the class and do my thing yeah and you know shout out to my sister for giving me that idea she was like you can apply for the pell grant for this grant for that grant and they took me off the uif because it was like and the shirt specifically told me from that point he was like you know it breaks the chain of command but come straight to me from this point on after we take you off this control roster because they kind of seen within the structure itself like it's not always built but shout out to the leadership at Alkenberry you know they give everybody opportunities and then some to like like put them off or something like all these kids here get to go out and do TDYs for like security for the president for the vice president for senators for Mm -hmm. like go do some extra training if you have an idea you could walk actually walk into like you know the operations officers office talk to them about like super welcoming leadership great leaders like and i got to see a good side of like officers that mm-hmm. i didn't see too much at a last i seen some like my commander was the one that helped me was cool and he also kind of like made the article 15 like not exist it's just like a blank like that whole year's epr is completely like non-accessible like Mm. like 2014 is accessible 2015 isn't 2016 is good and the article 15 itself just kind of it just kind of vanished like yeah. it's there but you would have to go to jersey to get it like that's a, <laughs> got it yeah, yeah that, no, that's great that's what leadership is all about though man uh, uh, you kind of just touched on it you try to be something that you think it, that you need to be or people need to see you as, I mean, really all it does is just boil down to, to being you. Um, and as an officer, that's what I, I battle with that from time to time. Uh, you, you see some officers that they like they're straight and on a narrow and, and they got this like this look to them. Um, but then you think about it, it's like, is that just really them or is it, are they, they faking the funk? Um, and and I, I realized that when I was in the flight level that I can get stuff done with being who I am. And uh, that hasn't changed when I moved up to the to the group exec. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think you're supposed to be, you know, uh, hair a certain way, look a certain way, you know, whatever the case may be. You got you got this appearance. And uh, I talk to my boss all the time. I'm like, ma'am, uh, whenever you're ready to fire me, just let me know. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I ain't the, the, the cookie cutter exec. You know what I'm saying? But uh, um. And, but I thank God for like all, all the praises that uh, that people share. I mean, all the squads you command. We got like seven squads underneath for like, within our group, and so um, uh, they they come up to their um, affirmation like, "Hey man, you're doing a good job." Like, blase, blase, blah. So uh, I, I know she's not gonna fire me, but I just know I'm different, and so I just use that as as a joke with her. So, <laughs> Hey, whenever you're ready to find this, let me know my, my bag stay my bag stay packed, man. Like I I didn't make this office at home. Um, but you just got to be you, man, and, and uh, as the cliche would say, be the difference that you want to see in the world. Uh, you ain't, you ain't got to follow somebody else's footsteps unless 
uh, they inspire you in such a way uh, that's natural to you. So yeah, yeah. Big. So that's what I just try to do, man, and enjoy it. So great tips and great advice. Last last thing. I got a mouth on me, bro. How much of a difference <laughs> is that gonna make in the art? Cause I'll be saying wild stuff right now. Uh, it's tailored. It's tapered from what I used to say. Like it's getting better over the years, but like, right. like how much of that am I gonna have to? Cause I'm cool with having to taper. I know I'm gonna have to taper it down. Just going civilian sector, but in the officer yeah. world, how much of that is am I gonna have to taper down? So. Again, man, it's, you got to be you, and so um, a lot of times it's not it's not what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. Because uh, because tr- trust and believe. I mean, you you know how the military is. A lot of times, people in authority they they don't taper what they say when they're talking subordinates. Yeah. Uh, but they expect you to to, to reciprocate the same. Uh, and so so you have those moments. Uh, but but for me, I, I'm a and you got an office. Let's go in there and talk. And uh, <laughs> and so you can you can still say what you need to say, uh, but 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 you you would you address it differently. Yeah. And so I mean that's and that's what it just boils down to. Uh, and from the time I was at A1C talking to tech sergeants <laughs> until now, I, I mean I'm I'm still not really gonna going really. I guess censor what I'm gonna say, but yeah. uh, I'm I'm a I'm gonna give it to you where your ears gonna hear it, because uh, you know people people are quick to defend before they they are receptive to your message, and so and that's just the, the what it just boils down to is just how how people communicate and how people listen. Uh, I, I think a lot of people don't take that in consideration is how people listen, and so uh, you can get your message across. Trust and believe. Uh, but I, but I, I will say this though, if I'm being 100% honest, I, I still do struggle day to day with my normal speech uh, because I, I can speak very very black, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I, I love black people, you know. I mean, I, I communicate with my with my people, yeah. Uh, and so you get you get used to a, a certain certain um, tone and dialect language. Yeah, your your tone, your dialect, like uh, your your volume level. I mean, all of that, all of that is catered to your audience. And so I'm um, uh, I'm I'm a very diverse person. So I mean, I, I know how to uh, weave in and out. But uh, when you're around two stars and O sixes colonels or lieutenant colonels, uh, the the thought perception is, uh, how do they want me to talk? And so I slowly. In that manner, I've been, I've been kind of presenting myself uh, in dosage, so they can understand. Like, okay, he don't really have to sound like he's a super educated, super uh, el- uh, eloquent uh, speaker. Yeah. Um, just, just get to the point. Like, what you need to say, you say it, and you say it how you want to say it. And so they, they do a good bit of laughing while I'm up there, <laughs> uh, because I'm not like anybody else. Yeah, not I, I robotic. Think they appreciate that. Right, right. Not robotic. I'm, I'm not the cookie cutter uh, officer that they think I am. Cause let's be honest with you, as just as a black person, uh, they gonna look at you differently anyway. So they already gonna have this preconceived notion of who you are, uh, and they, they want you to they waiting for you to act the way they think that you're gonna act. And so when you when you're able to be down to earth and to be 
successful in, in your job duties, roles, and responsibilities, uh, and take care of people. Uh, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's an underdog story, right? They, they, they quickly begin to respect who you are as a person, yeah. uh, which, which speaks more volume to, to me to, to say you respect me for my position. Uh, you actually respect me for who I am as a person, yeah. And so that's the, and that's that's the message I just try to carry out to everybody, man. Just just be you uh, unapologetically, uh, and you be alright, man. So that's a bit like I said, that's a daily lesson I'm learning myself. So yeah, man. Great advice, great advice, bro. It's still so much more I want to dig into, but we we edging <laughs> up on the hour, but. <laughs> Yes, sir. Man, it was this was a great conversation. A lot of gems, bro. Like just from your side, and it's always a blessing to have a brother like you that works as hard as you did. You know, open about like your flaws, your mistakes, the things you still struggle with. Like we just got to be able to communicate things like that, and also communicate like if you don't want to take this route at all, if you don't want to be in the, like just overall healthy mental health is where. I just want everybody to be like, no matter where you go, like in life, like I, I just want people to be comfortable within their own abilities and mm -hmm. mindsets. And just to know, like, if I don't stay, stick with this role, if this doesn't go well, I could, I still have the mental fortitude to be able to redirect that, go here, take the lessons I've learned, even if it's, mm -hmm. even if they're not great, like, even if it's like discrimination, even if it's just, sometimes just having a target painted on your back for no reason, like you can still turn that into a valuable tool and you agree, right. you're a great example of that, bro. And I appreciate you for all of that. Amen. No, man, God is good, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, like you said, man, I'm steady learning and steady, steady trying to grow and, 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 and trying to improve on life uh, and not living the successes that I had yeah. uh, not be complacent. And so uh, people always want, they're going to be surprised by you, man. And, uh, but you just appreciate it and keep moving. So, uh, like you said, I'm still trying to learn that. So, facts, facts. Hey, we all, we all just people, bro. No matter how how you go or how many stars on your neck, how many stripes on your shoulder, like people still love a little bit of genuineness. Like when you come around and they don't have to sit up straight, have that fake ass smile or like whatever they want to do. Like when they mm -hmm. really feel relaxed around your just in your professionalism, just like okay. I could speak a little bit more, like, well, less candid. Like, I could be a little bit more direct and open about mm -hmm. what I say. And I know from the opposite side, everything's pins and needles because, you know, one person get offended, all of a sudden your job at risk. But hopefully when but it's, I get... So, oh, what's so I would dispel that. I would dispel that. Uh, the, the enlisting officer is really not that different, especially once you cross over to that master sergeant world and senior and chief. Uh, at, at that point, we all view them as executive. Yeah. Uh, so it's really you working from one exec to the to the next. Uh, the only the only difference is uh, we just expect uh, E7s and up to to be advocates for the enlisted persons, uh, and then for us as officers, we we expect to be advocates to the enlisted, which we we hear out hear out the E7s and up, uh, but we also try to get down to the lowest level too, so we can understand. Uh, where, where voices are, are are not being heard, uh, and then we also got to be be advocates for ourselves. I mean, because we got our own professional developments and things that we're trying to do. So, so we're kind of two and the same, to be honest with you, man. Uh, uh, every, every beside every colonel or every commander, you see there's there's a chief, there's a superintendent, yeah, uh, and then there's, there's a first sergeant, 
And so to be honest with you, out of that, that triangle is, is two enlisted in one officer. Uh, just like you got two ears and one mouth. Uh, and so, uh, so I mean, we have to work together as a team. It's, it's, a, it's a tandem how, how, we, how we accomplish accomplish things. And it's, and it's more enlisted than it is officers. And so uh, that's why you got two, two en enlisted leaders uh, that's, that's providing advice um, for, for your commanders at, at whatever level it is. And so uh, I, I, I tell anybody that's enlisted, don't be discouraged as if officers got it, they got it all. Um, they, they, they walking around um, with, with the hotness, you know what I'm saying, like they can't be touched, because you can't be touched. Um, but it ain't about you, especially as officers, it's not about you, because you're really not getting the work done. As I said earlier, you're not tactical. Uh, you're at a strategic level. Um, and you're working along the list of leaders to provide a great strategy for those who are at the tactile levels to do their job. And so that's the, that's the number one message. If anybody get out of this, if they if they still here listening an hour later, uh, that's, that's the message. I, that's the message I want you to want you to take away from this is, and you can take that and apply it in, in any of your life. Uh, listen more than you talk. Uh, learn more to uh, learn more than uh, than you just try to act, mm -hmm. um, because there's always something to learn and always uh, growth to take. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for that, man. Thanks. Well, it's in the podcast. I appreciate you, bro. Like. Yes, you know, prayers and blessings to all your upcomings. When we get back to the stage, yes, we'll link up. We'll have our, yes, we'll sir. have more times, more stories. Everything's, you know, everything's up from here. Even if it's a few speed bumps, you know, we only going up, bro. Facts, facts, man. Keep doing your thing on this podcast, man. It's, it's going to touch a lot of people, man. So keep doing your thing. Thank you for taking the opportunity uh, to change lives, man. So thank you. Appreciate you, bro. All right, peace and blessings. All right, man. Peace. This is what it sound like when we roll and our house still open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they can't, they say they can't tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll and our house still open. All these people, all these drugs that could